And then we pride ourselves to be the, the most intelligent on the planet. But then we also are equally as dumb as a rock, you know, mm-hmm. or an animal to something or someone else in the infinite vastness of the universe. Imagine how clumsy we look to something else or someone else that is significantly more advanced than us. Mm-hmm. How they're watching and just watching us and just shaking their heads. Sure. And even the people watching us, how they're being watched by whoever that is higher than them. Yeah. Because I believe this shit is infinite, in my opinion. One. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About Us with Uche. I am your host, Uche. Thank you so much to everyone who's been supporting me since day one. Thank you, thank you. If you're new to my podcast for the first time, please make sure to download, share with your friends and family. If you are watching on YouTube for the first time, also please make sure to share with your friends and family. Give a thumbs up or a thumbs down if you disagree. And um, do not forget to hit that bell notification so anytime I upload a video, you'll be the very first to be notified. I am back again today with uh, Jacob on a different episode. We've had a couple of episodes together so far. How we doing, guys? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun being on the on the pod with Uche. I'm very grateful to have met him. We're getting into some real heated debates and discussions now. Uh, we're bringing out the law of one material today. Yes. And let's get raw with it. Let's get raw. Awesome. So today we're going to be talking about a book that you introduced to me a few weeks ago. Um, the law of one. And this is just something that we, we were just talking randomly and you recommended this book because for you, to you, you, you thought that it, the book sounded like something a person like me would, would like. Right. And I did kind of do, did like a, I did like a quick research on this book and it seemed so interesting. Matter of fact, I showed it to one of my professors a few days ago and he was there intrigued. Like he stopped the whole class and was just going through the whole book. I was like, okay, this is interesting. I haven't started reading it yet, but I do want to kind of review it, like kind of start reading today and talk to you about it, you know, like give my opinions, what I think, uh, also kind of balance ideas back and forth, rub minds together to kind of decipher what's going on. Absolutely. And I'm going to try to read it with a, with an open mind, you know, I, I try to be as open-minded as possible. There's a possibility that I will question, challenge, or even reject certain things on here, you know, because I, I just, I'm very picky with what I consume as information. So today we're going to be reviewing this book, five series book, The Law of One uh, by Ra and Humble Messenger of The Law of One. Okay, the raw material. So this is like the full thing, you know, it came in this box I ordered from Amazon. It was backlogged. I ordered it, five books. And this is book one. I haven't started yet, so we're going to get into it. You want to let us know how you came across this book yeah. before we get started? Ooh. It's a good question, Oche. I don't know. I've So I've read the Bible. I've read the Quran. I've been involved nice. with many Bible studies and just the seeking of truth throughout my life. I feel like that's very important to try to figure out why we're here and maybe figure out some secrets, you know? You watch other people, successful people, both emotionally intelligent, financially successful, uh, people who generate lots of friends, who are very creative, outgoing, um, and you try to understand like why they're the way that they are, and that, accompanied by my spiritual seeking truth, has led me to this. Found it on YouTube, listened to it on YouTube, and 
this was the most profound book of laying out the whole picture of like reality and the universe. And you believe this is the absolute truth? Uh, I think some things in there are the absolute truth. Yes. And the other things you you don't think are the truth or you're still questioning? I always love to question and fit okay. those pieces together. Because so. that's what, what's really interesting about people like you and I. We're seekers. Yeah. We're always constantly looking for answers. That's why you've read. I've, and I've kind of dabbled in the Quran, by the way. When I was in high school, I haven't really thoroughly read everything in the Quran. Mm-hmm. But it's really rare to find people who have read the Bible, the Quran, and then also the Torah. I haven't read the Torah yet, but yeah. that's definitely in my book. On my list of books. I think this introduction here is talking about... So what Ra is, if we can break it down, Ra is a sixth density vibration that is speaking through another human. Being able to communicate through another human due to the vibration that that channeler is on and the sort of ceremony they have done to call upon this channel's guidance, Ra's guidance. So this is a group. I think if we read some of the book here, we'll figure out maybe a more detailed summary. But this group has been working on channeling different entities for the last 20-something years. And they finally got a group together with the vibration to be able to handle Ra's vibration if that makes any sense so you said a sixth density sixth density so ross says we're in third density right now third density so what is what is density in terms of is it like uh consciousness is it like a level of consciousness exactly what would be a first and second density first density would be like a rock uh water um Uh-oh. stone granite the elements fire perhaps Second would be any sort of am- animal or plant. Animal, okay. And third would be humans and other, perhaps sort of other life that exists throughout the unknown universe of oh, our same okay. consciousness. And it goes, Ra's on sixth, and so Ra's trying to get to seventh, right? It's just a natural progression towards the one ultimate creator. And so we all are here to learn our lessons and to essentially be catalysts for other people because we are all one. We're all the same. We've just forgotten that. That's why, sort of why we're here, to grow. Interesting. So the hierarchy of densities. So how many densities are there? I mean, Ra knows of seven. So, And we don't even really know we're in the third, right? So you would think that it could be infinite. You would think that maybe some people have talked about it being nine or 12. So I don't know the answer to that question, but... Maybe so, someone out there does, so let us know. So you, we have the ability to demote from the, these dimensions or densities? You can't go down. You can only go up. You cannot go down. Yeah. Because, but then Ra came down. Because time doesn't exist to Ra. That makes sense. In third density, time is linear for us. For fourth density and higher, time is... You can insert your physical energy in time without it being linear it doesn't exist to them in the way we see time okay wow it's interesting how 
we we consider ourselves based on this logic, everything you've shared, we consider ourselves as very different from rocks, right? Very much advanced from rocks, yet they're just two densities down from us. So if we can achieve all the things that we can achieve as humans in a third density compared to a rock, which is literally just two densities lesser than us, can you imagine what a person in a seventh density can achieve, which is like what? Four densities above. You know, imagine all the things that all the cool things that humans can produce today. Imagine mm-hmm. all the things that a seventh density person or entity can produce mm-hmm. that we cannot even be begin to imagine. Just sort of like a rock cannot imagine all the things that we've been able to produce. Does that make sense? That awareness. That awareness, awareness of itself and the world around it. Yeah. So so there is a possibility there's more than seven. Yes, there's definitely a possibility. You think infinite? Either infinite, nine or twelve is where I'm at right now. I'm still trying to question and figure that one out. But I'm third density, so am I even capable of even understanding those higher dimensions within my human brain, anatomy that I have? I don't know. Right. Infinite nine or twelve. <laughs> those are my huge... those are my answers right now. <laughs> I'm betting more on infinite because God is infinite. I actually just finished reading a book on infinity and also writing a paper on infinity as well, actually, because in my in my um, writing, I argued that God is infinite. Mm-hmm. That was a 10-page paper writing about God in totality. So I would argue that this density thing, assuming that this is the truth, by the way, I'm, I'm being neutral so far. I'm not giving a thumbs up or a thumbs down yet. You know, but assuming this is true, I would assume that God is infinite. Absolutely. Okay. Let's get into it here. Session one. I'm on uh, page 68. Session one. Um, <clears throat> it says raw. Uh, session one, January 15, 1981. Raw. I am raw. I have not spoken through this instrument before. We had to wait until she was precisely tuned as we send a narrow band vibration. We greet you in the love and in the light of our infinite creator. We have watched your group. We have been called to your group. For you have a need for the diversity of experiences and channeling which go with a more intensive or, as you might call it, advanced approach to the system of studying the pattern of the illusions of your body, your mind, and your spirit, which you call seeking the truth. We hope to offer you a somewhat different slant upon the information, which is always and ever the same. Basically saying, what's up? We finally got to you guys. You guys are pretty cool. We can talk to you guys. Do you have any requests to figure out along your seeking path? So so basically saying that, is this like is this some type of alien form? Because I, I remember reading through the introductions, I saw things about UFOs. Define alien. Anything not human. Any intelligent, any creature of equal or more intelligence that is not on Earth or human or originally human yeah. or Earth. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I okay. guess you could define it as alien. Though. So according to this, they've been watching us. They're, they're, they're watching us as we... Perform science, evolve, evolve, learning about consciousness, learning mm-hmm. about our body, mind, spirit, uh, illusions of your body and your mind and your spirit. Okay, interesting. They're saying we. Yep. So multiple, not just a person or an entity. It's a social memory complex. Social memory complex. Well, what yeah. is that? 
So imagine if everyone on the world right now merged their consciousness with one voice. That is essentially a social memory complex. And it has the memory of all the robotic technology of Google, Amazon, all the platforms, all the video cameras from the past and happening right now, all at once. That social memory complex. From out of this world or just a seventh dimension or density? So raw is sixth density, working on getting to seventh. Okay. And what is keeping Ra from getting to the seven? We'll talk about it. Okay. I guess Ra has to do some community Veil. service with us before. Sort of, yeah. Okay. Sort of like a thesis. Okay. So we communicate now. We are those who, who are the law of one. In one vibration, the polarities are harmonized. The complexities are simplified. The paradoxes have a solution. We are one. That is our nature and our purpose. Okay. We are all upon your planet and have served with varying degrees of success in transmitting the law of one, of unity, of singleness to your people. We have walked your planet. We have seen the faces of your peoples. However, we now feel the great responsibility of staying in the capacity of removing the distortions and powers that have been given to the law of one. We will continue in this until, shall we say, your cycle is appropriately ended. If not this one, then the next. We are not a part of time and thus are able to be with you in any of your times. Does this give you enough information from which to extract our purpose, my brother? Questioner, yes, thank you. Ra, I am Ra. We appreciate your vibrations. Is there another query? Questioner, I've heard of the name Ra in connection with the Egyptians. Are you connected with that Ra in any way? Ra, I am Ra. Yes, the connection is congruency. May we elucidate. What do you not understand? Questioner, could you give me a little more detail about your role with the Egyptians? Ra, I am Ra. The identity of the vibration Ra is our identity. We as a group are what you would call a social memory complex, made contact with a race of your planetary kind which you call Egyptians. Others from our density made contact at the same time in South America and the so-called lost cities were their attempts to contribute to the law of one. We spoke to one who heard and understood and was in a position to decree the law of one. However, the priests and peoples of that era quickly distorted our message, robbing it of the, shall we say, compassion with which unity is informed by its very nature. Since it contains all, it cannot abhor any. When we were no longer able to have appropriate channels through which to enunciate the law of one, we removed ourselves from the now hypocritical position which we had allowed ourselves to be placed in. Other myths, shall we say, having more to do with polarity and the things of your vibration that are complex, again took over in that particular society complex. Does this form a sufficient amount of information or could we speak further? Is there another query? So if I'm understanding that clearly, it seems like these social memory complexes or aliens or UFOs have some type of encounter they had some type of encounter with humans in the past on Earth. That's how the Egyptians came about. The Egyptian pyramids came about. 
It was supposed to be like a channeler. The pyramids are supposed to be to channel them. Rob will talk about that later. Actually, okay. not for channeling, for healing purposes. But for healing. Yes, but building them was indeed helped by them. Ross says, "Right, we're not in time. We're always with you guys. We're always in the past. We're always going to be there in the future. Time doesn't exist for them. They can pop in and out of it whenever they please." Which is complex to try to understand, but I think it's very, very interesting. It's made me look at the world differently. So you talk about that dark energy sometimes, Uche, how it's always watching and never sleeps. Mm -hmm. Sort of the same thing with raw being more of the unity, positive energy and opposite of that. Are there negative energies or negative uh, entities in this seventh density as well? I don't know about the seventh. Remember, this is sixth. Oh, Rock six, can only sorry. talk from six down because he knows about six down. Okay, so are there the negative ones in the sixth as well? We will get to that. I don't know the answer to that right now. We will get to that. I'd rather have Raw talk about it. But okay. there are definitely other ones in the fourth and fifth. Okay. Which are higher than us. So from the passage that you read, Ra had some type of hand in Egyptian civilization and also... And the Incan in Peru. Which in Peru. Luckily, I'm about to go see in a couple of weeks. I'm excited. So I'm thinking this has... This is in about the pyramids? Sort of, yes, but not quite yet. The Mayans. All of these sort of lost cities they were involved in. Because okay. their goal was to spread the law of one of unity. Simple. And then they became corrupted? Yes, by the uh, polarity and the things of your vibration that are complex, again, took over in that particular society complex. So what, what kind of vibration, complex vibrations... Distortions, confusion, free will, all these things play into part of humans essentially being slow and dumb and taking a while to get there. Mm. You know, that's actually really interesting. We fuck it up. That's actually really interesting that you mentioned that, dude. I just had, I felt like, I felt some type of energy right now within me. Think about rocks, right? like natural minerals and resources and things like that. They're just there. Like a rock is just there. And we look down on a rock without giving any type of objective value apart from just being a rock. You know, a rock cannot make you money. It can take care of you. It can't do anything. It just sits there. just collect dust. Literally just collect dust. And then think about animals. A lot of animals, we just think animals are dumb. You know what I mean? Even when... I don't know. Your pet is acting up. We laugh because it's just there's just very clumsy and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then we pride ourselves to be the the most intelligent on the planet. But then we also are equally as dumb as a rock, you know, mm -hmm. or an animal to something or someone else in the infinite vastness of the universe. I mean, there's got to be something. Have you ever observed? I was thinking about this a few days ago. Have you ever observed, um, I don't know, an insect, like a, like an ant doing their thing? Yeah. The ant is not even aware that there's someone observing them. They're just doing their thing. They may not even understand. Or like a like a mouse or mice, mm -hmm. right? In a in a cage in a lab, you know, whatever it is, they don't even understand that they are caged in. They just react to what's in front of them, and we're studying them. You know, we're we're developing data. 
just them being clumsy and just being as is without any clue as to anything. Like, we consider them as significantly less intelligent as us, as humans. Imagine how clumsy we look to something else or someone else that is significantly more advanced than us. Mm-hmm. How they're watching and just watching us and just shaking their heads. Mm-hmm. And even the people watching us, how they're being watched by whoever that is higher than them. Because yeah. I believe this shit is infinite, in my opinion. Yeah. This just kind of makes me think about how ridiculously young we are. Like, emphasis on ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like, we haven't even begun. <laughs> and this is why, and not to sound morbid, I remember I had this conversation with somebody a few, a few months ago or years ago. Um, one of my favorite topics to talk about is death. And people think I'm so morbid when I talk about that or that I'm suicide or something like that. I don't know if I can say the S word on YouTube chat. Um, but I, I find death so exciting. I know it sounds so strange. And please comment down below if you understand what I'm talking about. I find death so exciting because I believe that the spirit doesn't die. The spirit exists for all eternity. Death, though, is an understanding of our reality right now. It is the end of the now and the beginning of the next. Right? And for me, death is a graduation from this onto the next one, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I, I guess it's like my curiosity because I believe that there's a lot more. I also do believe that I have to take my time and present, you know, and be present in the moment and enjoy being human. Just like if I had been a rock, it is important for me to be a rock and enjoy being a rock and appreciate being a rock because I'm meant to be a rock at this particular time in the continuum of existence. If I was to be an animal, take your time, enjoy being an animal, animal, be present, just like right now, I'm a human being manifested as Uche. It is important for me to be present, manifest as Uche in the moment. Don't rush it. Don't 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 be trying to imagine when you are a rock. Don't be trying to imagine when you're going to be where you're going to be when you die and things like that. Just yeah, be present. Exactly. Just let the universe take its care of itself. Mm-hmm. But I cannot help the fact that what comes after death excites the absolute fuck out of me. Am I weird about that? <laughs> I kind of like that. It's better to be excited about something that's inevitable. Yes. Just dread it. Yes. Dude, I literally think of death every day. I'm not even making this up. Like, literally every day. Not in a suicidal way. Not in a negative way. But it's, it's like, excited. Like, it's, like, thinking about death. There's a YouTube video that I watched a few months ago that it just kind of, like, confirmed it for me. Like, yes, people don't get this, right? Thinking about death to me, knowing that time as a human being and the now is so finite, that is an incentive for me to maximize now. Like, every single day of my life, I literally live my life like, like it could be the last. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was to die tonight on my deathbed, I'd be like, dude, I did everything. Yeah. Literally, and it, there's nothing that was holding me back. I said everything I wanted to say. I apologized to who I wanted to apologize uh, to. Had relationships with whoever I wanted to have a relationship with. Ended any relationship I wanted to end relationship with. Mm-hmm. Traveled anywhere I wanted to travel. Study whatever I wanted to study you know, um, read whatever I wanted to read. Did every single thing because I am that boss who mm-hmm. takes control of my life. That is why I do what I do because death is my incentive. Like, clock is ticking. Time will come when the now will come to an end. You need to be prepared so you can move on to the next. 
because I do believe in the continuum of existence. What you do right now will follow you till all and for all infinity. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I think we're going to get into some awesome stuff here. Hell yeah. Because that's what he talks about too. Okay. Or they or whatever. We. The next query. Ra. I am Ra. Consider, if you will, that the universe is infinite. This has yet to be proven or disproven, but we can assure you that there is no end to yourselves, your understanding, what you would call your journey of seeking, or your perceptions of the creation. That which is infinite cannot be many. For manyness is a finite concept. To have infinity, you must identify or define the infinity, infinity as unity. Otherwise, the term does not have any referent or meaning. In an infinite creator, there is only unity. You have seen simple examples of unity. You have seen the prism, which shows all colors stemming from the sunlight. This is a simplistic example of unity. In truth, there is no right or wrong. There is no polarity. For all will be, as you would say, reconciled at some point in your dance through the mind-body-spirit complex, which you amuse yourself by distorting in various ways at this time. Mm, I learned something similar about that in my epistemology class last semester, about how there is no wrong or right. There's just different degrees of objectivity. Just is. It just is. It just depends on your perspective. Who is seeing from what perspective like from your perspective this box is hollow right from my perspective is not Mm -hmm. we're both saying different things yeah but we're also both right Mm -hmm. it's not like one or the other wins it's just like both are true i think that solves a lot of problems on earth so okay so so he's talking about objectivity from a sense of totality but the reason why we, we don't see that totality because of our mediocrity in seeing exactly. the totality. We, so, don't, we haven't learned the ability to see it from that perspective yet. So it's not our fault then? No. Nothing is technically like your fault either. It just is. That would make any sense. This distortion is not in any case necessary. It is chosen by each of you as an alternative to understanding the complete unity of thought which binds all things. You are not speaking of similar or somewhat like entities or things. You are everything, every being, every emotion, every event, every situation. You are unity. You are infinity. You are love, light, light, love. You are. This is the law of one. May we enunciate in more detail. Questioner, no. Rhyme, raw. Is there another query at this time? Questioner, can you comment on the coming planetary changes in our physical reality? Mm. Ra, I am Ra. I preferred to wait till this instrument had again reached a proper state of depth of singleness or one-pointedness before we spoke. The changes are very, very trivial. We do not concern ourselves with the conditions which bring about harvest. Questioner, if an individual makes efforts to act as a catalyst in general to increase the awareness of planetary consciousness... Is he of any aid in that direction, or is he doing nothing but acting upon himself? Hey, read, read that again. Holy moly, is a big one here. Read that again one more time. If an individual makes effort to act as a catalyst in general mm. to increase the awareness of planetary consciousness, is he of any aid in that direction, or is he doing nothing but acting upon himself? That's a great one. Ra, I'm Ra. 
We shall answer your question in two parts, both of which are important equally. Firstly, you must understand that the distinction between yourself and others is not visible to us. We do not consider that a separation exists between the consciousness-raising efforts of the distortion, which you project as a personality, and the distortion that you project as another personality. Thus, to learn is the same as to teach, unless you are not teaching what you are learning, in which case you have done you them little good. This understanding should be pondered by your mind-body-spirit complex, as it is a distortion which plays a part in your experiences at this nexus. So he refers to distortion in personality. Like when I see you as a different personality, that is a distortion. Correct. Thus, we are speaking to you and accepting both our distortions and your own in order to enunciate the laws of creation, more especially the law of one. We are not available to many of your peoples, for this is not an easily understood way of communication or type of philosophy. However, our very being is hopefully a poignant example of both the necessity and the near hopelessness of attempting to teach. We basically owe it to ourselves to learn and teach because we're all together. So anyone who is learning, anyone who chooses to not learn, you're doing yourself and everyone else a disservice. And anyone who learns and keeps information to themselves, you're also doing yourself and everyone else a disservice. So basically, we all have a duty to elevate together because we're literally one. To both learn and to teach. Yes, learn and teach. Yeah. So if you are in a situation where you're not learning, you're dying, so to speak, and you're not helping at all. So you should always go um, seek knowledge, learn, go to school, you know, not, not just literally go to school, but absorb as much knowledge as possible and then pass it on so you can grow collectively. What does that say about people who get educated in the wrong things? Like, let's say, for example... Well, is it wrong, though? Raj just said right and wrong doesn't exist. Yeah, but, but yeah, well, yeah, okay, true. But but I'm, I'm also saying that he also, or it, or whatever that, that is, said... <laughs> <laughs> said that it needs to be pondered in body, mind, and soul, or spirit. There are people who study, but not necessarily to gain knowledge, but just because they're going through the motion. Mm. You know, just imagine going to school. And I know a lot of people, and I don't mean to throw Nigerians under the bus uh, for this, because it's not just Nigerians that do it, but a lot of people go just go to college just because I want to be a doctor. You know, I want to make six figures. And you just cram and memorize everything in school. You, you're not really learning or pondering anything in your mind, body, and spirit. You're just thinking six figures. You're thinking a Mercedes, a BMW, a nice life. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not consuming enough information to raise your consciousness and for someone else to absorb. Nor teaching anyone Nor else. teach. You know, like, selfish form of learning. I guess that's part of that distortion as well. Okay. I also do have another question. So, in the process of learning and teaching... People learn and teach so many different things. Imagine you learn and teach. You learn something that's totally different from what I'm learning, and you teach something and teach that thing. That creates even more distortion. And you have so many people who are learning and teaching. I would say the perspective, though, is different the way each one of us sees it. So the way I might teach someone is different than how you would teach them. And the way they would learn that information might be the same from both of us. 
Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying that what if we're learning objectively different things, especially with this thing saying that there's no right or wrong, right? So imagine you're learning, because I believe there, there's this phrase I always say in Igbo, which means a person who seeks will find what they're seeking, no matter what it is. If you just search, if you know exactly where to search, the universe will bring it to you. So if you go searching for data or answers to support that murder is good, while I am searching for data bias. that is saying that murder is wrong, and you believe this, by the way, you find information to back that up, and I believe the opposite. I find information to back it up, and you go teaching that, and I go teaching that. How is that contributing to unity of one? Yeah, right. When they're both polarities, opposite polarities. Mm -hmm. The problem is us thinking that there are polarities, but that's kind of what the reality we live in today. When in truth and simplicity, there are no polarities. All is the same, all is one, all is unity. But when you choose to divide, you're just slowing yourself and your other selves down along the path of growth and unification. But are you are you choosing to divide up? Like, because you're not consciously aware that you're divided. Because there are so many people True. in this world who believe in all kinds of fucked up shit, but they don't even know that they're fucked up because this yeah. is what they've been indoctrinated into. Exactly. So they do everything within their own consciousness to perpetuate that without even realizing it's a, it's a problem. Now, according to what Ra is saying, that that's actually not a bad thing per se. They're just doing as is. Do you understand what I'm saying? Even though from my perspective, what they're doing is really wrong. Mm -hmm. And maybe from their perspective, what I'm doing is also wrong. Mm -hmm. think, about, th think about all the social issues that we have today. Patriarchy, for example. Even the extreme feminists, the extreme patriarchs, matriarchs, um, immigrants versus you know non-immigrants and black and white and all kinds of distortions out there. Right. Imagine someone who's fighting to keep slaves because they believe that objectively slaves is right. Hell, it's written in the Bible. Keyword fighting. Or at least intentionally trying to prove that it's objectively right to keep slaves to have. I mean, not too long ago, there was a whole civil war to keep slavery in America. So my point is, how are you able to how, how do you see totality and unity in one when Ra is claiming there's no polarities, but then we know for sure that certain behaviors are wrong or more problematic. So how would you learn? Just a distortion. To teach? We think that way because we've over time we think that way. It's just a, that's a distortion in itself. Okay, so how, I guess my my question more specifically is: How do you get seven billion people to think congruently? I don't think it's going to happen in this reality. I think it, this is a part of this reality where you're learning lessons about it. So when you graduate to higher densities, that unification become, becomes closer and more tight. So the people who graduate, say if you graduate, if not, you come back to this shit until well, you get it right. Maybe not this one. There could be an infinite number of ones just like this, different parallel universes happening in other places. Different whole planets, different whole species, etc., with different lessons for you to learn along the same general concepts. 
Oh, does Ross say this? Yes, later on. So it's sort of like you're repeating a grade. Exactly. Until the lessons are learned and you can become harvestable to the next density. So everyone in this density pass, that's the first and the second density. Yes. Okay. So where were we before the first density? Great question. I don't know the answer to that. Maybe it's in the book. And if time doesn't exist. Chad, this shit is giving me a headache. <laughs> it's very interesting. Yeah. It really is. I would suggest like keep reading and it all falls into place. Yeah, if you yeah. sit there and try to break it all down, it can get overwhelming. But if you keep going, it'll like give you the puzzle pieces to fit this whole picture. If that makes any sense. This is very interesting. This is definitely a book I'm going to be getting into. Yeah. Uh, on my own. Um, reading and pondering and probably I'm going to be texting you a lot and possibly even calling you randomly just to ask questions because, you know, I'm a thinker. I'm, I'm the type of person I will have something like if something is very near and dear to me that is very personal, I'll be up all night thinking about it, reading about it, writing about it, researching about it. I probably order like five books in one sitting just to understand a particular topic. And if I have some type of epiphany, I'll start writing about it because, mm-hmm. you know, I, that's the kind of person I am. Mm-hmm. And I like to have information right there and then. So I'm looking forward to reading this book. It sounds very interesting. Yeah, we're, we were led here to this exact moment talking, making this podcast in order to teach, learn other selves, perhaps some of this material. So. Exactly. Because I'm trying to graduate. Okay. <laughs> I leave all these people here. <laughs> you joking. We'll, uh, we'll make some episodes here talking about the rest of the series as we go on yeah we appreciate all you guys's comments and questions we'll answer them if you have any below we'll do our best we don't know everything but we'll try and um yeah thanks for listening guys yeah this is the very first uh episode we're gonna be talking about this book the law of one um by Ra. it's a five series book it came in this box got it from amazon.com i'm gonna try to put the link down below if anyone who's interested and anyone who's read this book or these books, please comment down below. How have you been enlightened? Uh, what did you take away from the book? What questions that the book not answer? Criticisms? You know, what, what is it? What is it about the book that you don't like? Please share down below um, and give suggestions. Literally anything to help us understand this book better and understand ourselves better. If this is your type of thing, please also make sure to subscribe, share with your friends and family. Do not forget to follow on Instagram, UC underscore images, Facebook, Let's Talk with Uche. Email is Let's Talk with Uche at gmail.com. TikTok is Catalytic Theory. Please don't forget to subscribe. Hit that bell notification so next time when we're talking about this type of topic or any other type of topic, because we don't always just talk about spirituality, you'll be the very first to be notified. Thank you so much for your wonderful support. I appreciate every single one of you guys. Until next time. Thank you.